0: What's going on guys? Welcome to episode two of Rollin with Zolan. This show is dedicated to giving you guys the keys to succeed. Real estate became my vehicle at only 18 years old and I've accumulated a lot of success in my short four years. Me and my team have some major plans for the future and we want you guys to all be a part of the journey. Now let's get rolling. Today I've got a super, super, super special guest, my homie Templeton Walker, the man, the myth, the legend. So Templeton, you've got this small little business here in Phoenix, right? Something like that. You do a little real estate on the side. You want to get a little yeah. intro about what you do?
1: I, I, um, I got a couple of things going. We'll do first and foremost. Thank you for having me as your first guest. Um, I tell people all the time I wish to God I had my head on straight at 20. What are you? 21, 22, 22. Oh my goodness. I wish I was put together like you at 22. Um, so it's just an honor to be here. So thank you. A um, little bit about me, first and foremost, man, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. I got a beautiful wife. I got kids. I got Kingston, Noah, little Templeton, and I just had a new daughter like four days ago, uh, little Vivian Mara. So I'm, a, I'm that, first and foremost, um, a son, a friend and then a business person. And, uh, it wasn't always that way. I was sometimes a business person first. And I, I think that hustle and obsession got me ahead, but it was taking me down a path that I was like, Oh wow. Like I'm kind of out of alignment. So I'm sure we'll dive into some of that stuff. But with all that being said, um, I have Templeton group. So I have ebbs and flows, but I have about 15 realtors right now we will sell we don't sell as much anymore. We'll sell 35 to 40 million. Um, so still a healthy team. And then um, I have South Rim investments. So that's my flipping company. Yep. Um, we flip, we'll flip about 50 homes this year. That's probably a little more than what we're able to do. Um, some of them started to get a bit messy. So next year I just have a goal to flip uh, 18 to 30, just depending. Um, then I have uh, TLP ventures, which is the wholesale company. Um, which wholesale for me was just always for a long time, just kind of just me doing my things, zero cost, um, but being able to start kind of scaling that. And then, um, then I have Silo Title. So that's the title company, which is a joint venture with one of the largest title companies here in the state. Um, and that's been new, but incredibly fruitful and a lot of work, but a lot of fun. And uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. And then I have a handful of other companies that I own real estate in, um, F and B vacation rentals that stands for Franks and beans, uh, flash and brawn, uno dos tres. Um, there, there's a bunch of, you know, I just own property. So for sure.
0: Do you have each one in a different LLC?
1: Uh, typically. Yeah. Um, especially if not each house, but, um, like F and B we have seven houses together and that's me and one partner, my buddy Polk. We just own every house is within that. Um, Within that LLC. And then me and Dev, we have shit. We got three properties together now. So those are nice. all in Flash and Brawn. And then me and Jem and Dev have one together. That's Uno Dose Trust. And then I own some on my own, of course. And then I own some with my dad on a couple. So typically LLC per partner. For sure.
0: That makes sense. Well, that's cool. Um, so, I mean, that sounds like you've got a lot of stuff going, mostly uh real estate family. I love it. Uh, yeah. the first question I got, and this one is pretty generic, but I think it's a good way to start. But what got you to get into real estate?
1: Um, you know, man, I just always I was always a sweethearted kid, um, ton of potential, uh kind of like the the life of the party and well liked and um friendly. I had all that going for me, but shit, I blinked and I was 25 and I hadn't really done much. Uh, And I realized I was kind of the idea guy. I was not much of the action taking guy. And I was just out of, I was out of energy just working like BS jobs. Can we cuss on this? Yeah, go for it. Um, Actually, I've been trying not to cuss anyway, but I've been just working like shitty jobs. For
0: sure.
1: Um, And I was just so tired of it, man. I was just drained. And I was like, you know what? Like I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, and I had a son at 18, right? So I had him half the time. I was just so tired of like floundering and just being like, just barely getting by. And uh, I, I called my aunt, um, I was trying to sell her a multi-level marketing pill. I feel like I tell the story all the time because I'm on podcasts a bunch, but, um, cold called her and she was just like temp. I will pay for real estate school. If you go pay me back on your first deal. I was like, all right, but you're going to buy the pill. Right. And she's like, yeah, I'll Mm -hmm. buy the pill. I love it. So I made my 200 bucks, but um, long story short, I, I just took to it, man. I think in my second month I sold three homes, three or four homes made $17,000. I had never made that much money, especially in a month. And I was like, Oh, I'm doing this. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it was. I was just so tired of being the idea guy um, without any effort behind it or real tenacity or like stick to I don't know if that's a word.
0: And um do you think it was just your age that was making you be in that like mentality or do you think it was like where you were at that point in your life?
1: I think um I think I was just too immature. Like I loved to party. I loved to like uh I loved to I was wild, bro. So um as much as I had these ideas of grandeur and like ambition, Um, whenever I had the choice to like go be wild or like go do the right thing, like wild would always win. And, uh, I don't know, man, I just don't think I was who I needed to be yet. Right. I had to evolve and, and grow out of that in a lot of ways. And I'm so thankful I did because, um, it was fun and I have memories for the rest of my life that I'll I'll cherish, but also, um, Gosh, it feels a lot better to be responsible and to be a little bit like to know that it, it's a great feeling to know that you have faith in yourself. Like I have 100% faith in myself to do what I got to do. I didn't used to have that. So I think I like that's, that.
0: Uh, that, that's cool. That's it's actually there, pretty
1: deep, but I like it. There's, there's a quote that says, uh, a, I, I'm going to fuck up the quote, but it's like a bird has faith in their wings, not in the branch.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Yep. It
1: doesn't care if it's on a branch, right? Cause if the branch breaks, it's got faith in itself. And now that's me, right? You put me in any situation. You could put me in any market. You could put me in any environment. You could put me in any room and I'm going to thrive. Like I just know that that is how I'm built. Um, but in the past, I, I don't think I quite had that yet. So.
0: Gotcha. 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 So you said you got in at what age? 25? Um, yeah. 25. Okay. What Uh, was life prior to that? Was that the multi-level marketing for the shit dude? It was
1: I had 34 different jobs. It was just job to job. Um, you know, being responsible, trying to do my thing when I had my son and then he would go and then I'd just go out with my boys and just like, um, pretty much put all ambition to the side and just get after it. And then I'd get my son and I'd be like, all right, I got to, you know, hold down this job. But I my introduction to real estate was through a company called Quicken Loans, which I know you know of. And that taught me, that's actually where I met Devin that taught me the basics of real estate, like what a mortgage is and how it works. And like, they have a great training program. I got through all that, but it's just kind of a grinder of a company. Like they want you to work 70, 80 hours, which I just was not built for at that time. And, uh, but it was a good kind of gateway into real estate for me. And then from there I worked at Yelp. I sold business to business. I, I, I worked just odd jobs excuse me, until I finally landed in real estate. And that was just, um, I just took to it, man, like a moth to a flame. I was like, all right, for sure. Freedom of schedule. I can do this on my terms. I can make fantastic money. Like, where else can I do this? Like, this is my opportunity. I have to seize it. And um, I just don't know when I'm going to get this chance again. So just like you, when you got in real estate, right? Like once you kind of see, once you see the matrix on it, like, and you kind of see behind the curtain, like, oh shit, this is possible.
0: It just makes you that much hungrier, right? Ceiling gets pretty, pretty damn high,
1: right? Yeah. You're like, damn, I did a deal and I'm living good. What happens if I do two deals? What happens if I do
0: four deals? What happens if I do four in one month, right? Yeah.
1: What happens if I do five deals in a month? My average Uh deal size is 10 K. All right. Well now I just made 50 G's. Like I grew up, you know, my parents gave me the best life, but they never made a lot of money. Like I'm talking about making, um, at a certain point in my dad's life, probably his annual salary in, in a month. Month, Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So that I don't lose sight of that. And I, I try to, you know me, like I live pretty modest and humble. I just try to buy assets. Um, you know, I'll spend money on things for sure, but not really like, I guess for what I earn, what normal people would spend on, I guess. So I just try to live, live modest and then just, um, rent and repeat that investment cycle.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's important to dive in like what it was with uh, the beginning of where you were up till twenty five, and then obviously when you got in. Because for the people that are listening that don't know you, I mean, you've already come across pretty humbling on this podcast. You're kind of a big deal out here. You do a lot of business, and anyone that is in real estate knows the name Templeton Walker. So I appreciate you, dude. When you got in at twenty five, how did how did that look? Where did you start, um,
1: dude? I just like you know me, man. Like I got. One thing that I can hang my hat on is my energy. I will, I can outwork you. You can always be the hardest worker in the room. You can always control your energy, your attitude and your effort. And like, I was the epitome of that. And I still am today. I would believe is like, look, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to be excited about it. I'm going to make sure everyone I know knows what I do. Um, I tell this story sometimes when I speak at certain events or whatever, but like, dude, when I was a realtor, I got my E key. I remember making a Facebook video. I was so excited that I could just get people into homes. I didn't have any clients. I didn't have anything, but I was like, you guys, I could get you into any house, any house. I have the power to do that. Like I was so fired up. I was like, any house you want to get in. I'm I'm sure people love that too though. And I was genuinely excited, Mm -hmm. like genuinely excited. So that was my energy, right? So you know, you go for that low hanging fruit, some friends some families, your sphere of influence, which is still my biggest source of business. I don't really yep. sell a ton of traditional real estate anymore personally, but I still sell 40, 50 homes a year to friends and family because for years I've said, guys, I'm a realtor. I'm excited about it. And I want to help you. And that's my energy. And I'm genuine about it. And I say, Hey, what do you need? What are you, what's going on in your life? Like I stay in touch. I stay top of mind. Um, I think that's what I did really well, dude, is I just was like, just like waving my hands. Waving like, hey. hands I'm up. like, yeah, I was just like, hey, I got a key. Like, let's go look at houses. You're I not pre-qualified. It. I don't give a fuck. Come with me.
0: So year one, you said you sold, I think three or four homes your first month. What did year one look like? Cause what I tell most of the people on my team when they first get into real estate is that it's not all rainbows and butterflies. It can be once you start making money and you start doing deals, but what you put into it is what you get out. So um, your first year, it could be a rough year. It could be 30, 40,000. And I know people that made three times that I know people that have made three times less than that. So what yeah. did your first year look like? If I recall, I think I did like
1: 17 deals, which is kind of a lot. Yeah, um, definitely. and I think I made, I was on like terrible splits back then and shit. And I think I made like 85 grand or something, which to me, bro, I was so happy. I was like, yeah, I'm, Oh okay. yeah. I was like, I'm balling. Um, but I had the, the roller coaster itis back then. I'd make money and then I'd take my foot off the gas. I'd be out of money and then i would like, oh shit, I gotta make money, take my foot off the gas, right? Like, I didn't know how to just like when the world got messy and there was too much deal flow and I was overextended. I've learned now that's when I press the gas harder and I lean into that. Back then, I would like put my head in the sand and be like, nah, man, that's too much. Like, I don't know what to do. This is stressful. Get me out of this! I don't need this many deals. And you start compromising your own your own dreams and beliefs, and you start being like, you know what? I'd be okay if I sold a house a month, yeah, because I had four deals going, and ooh wee, that was too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now I started compromising my dreams and goals to my comfort zone. Um, But I worked hard on myself. Like I always tell people, my self development is uh, like who I am today at 33 years old is the beast compared to me at 25, 28, and 30. Like my shoulders can carry so much more with no stress. Me at 30 couldn't carry what I carry now at 33. Me at 28 couldn't carry what I carry at 30, right? I've grown and evolved as a man, which has then allowed me to take on more and more as a business owner. Um, And I think people miss the side of that is like, you could go learn all the tactics on how to go sell 10 homes a month. But if you're not personally developed to go sell 10 homes a month, you're never gonna do it. So I think that was a, a big key for me was understanding that like my, my net worth was only going to be as great as my personal growth and my, my self-development. I was listening to a podcast. I, you know, I run a bunch now cause yep. like, I don't know, I've been craving like difficult things as I get older. Um, so I ran that marathon with no training and just whatever. But anyway, I was just on a run last night listening to a podcast and um, maybe it was two nights ago, either way. Um, this mindset and development coach was talking about how you could have level four or level five knowledge, but if you're running on level one processor, like if your computer can't handle the, if your computer can't handle the program, it doesn't matter. Right. So I think that's what most people that are listening to this, they can do is you'll learn the sales skills. You'll learn how to create leads. You're going to learn how to like work buyers, work sellers, but like, can you learn how to wake up early and be mindful and be healthy and to be on time and to be prompt and to have your inbox at zero and to have great habits? Because if you can learn that the other stuff is easy, but that other stuff is really fucking hard if you're not to put together
0: as an individual. So what would you advise to people that aren't really well-versed in the whole like mindset and self-development and personal growth? Like, culture? Because obviously, I mean, being in real estate, I feel like that's 90% of it is mindset. So what would you recommend for people listening? Where would they start? Is it YouTube? Is it books? Is it seminars? Podcasts? Everybody's
1: different. Like for me, I read almost a book a week, but I listen to it. If I try to read a book a week and I do read certain books next to my bed, but man, I really struggle getting through them. I just, my brain just doesn't connect as well. When I listen, I retain super well. I move through them quickly. So, um, to answer your question is, is you gotta be a sponge. Go seek the knowledge from books, podcasts, YouTube people in your market. Like think about me and you, uh, you tell the story sometimes about how you first met me and I was, I had that glass office and I was in there watching ESPN and putting yep. and, oh, selling, yeah. Oh, yeah. and selling that's, a bunch of a houses. <laughs> And you were like, what the fuck's this guy doing? And and you became my friend, right? Yep. And oh, yeah. in be, in becoming my friend, you got to kind of see behind the curtain of what it looked like for me to run my business. And then I think it took away the mystery of it where you're like, oh, he's a normal dude. Like this dude doesn't, he doesn't do anything outside my capabilities. He yep. just does what he does daily, sure. consistent with energy and effort and enthusiasm and with, you know, grit. And then, you know, now you got the fucking glass office and are putting and doing your picks and, you know, you're just, you're a stud. So, um, you got around somebody who was doing what you wanted. I think that's the greatest cheat code is
0: like, uh, yeah, that's my philosophy with everything. I always tell everyone that you got to find it, who, who it is that, that want that find what you want in a person that's already doing it and then just go and bring value to them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's, um, that's what I would do. And then just on your own as well, cause you can't always, because it's easy for people to like kind of have a victim mentality and be like, well, temp didn't have time for me. So, I mean, I'm going to never learn it. Well, it's like, all right, well, until you can bring enough value to get my attention or whoever the person is that you're vying for their attention, become valuable, read books, gain knowledge, figure out how to drum up deals, like figure out what this person's looking for. So then you can then, excuse me. And then you can then bring it to them and say, Hey, I understand you buy distressed assets. I actually have five sellers that are interested in selling. Does that have, I would be like, wait, hold the phone. What? Yeah, what's right. your name? What's right. your name? What do you do? All right. Yeah. Let's talk for sure. Now you have my attention. But if you hit me up and be like, Hey man, you know, I can, I bend your ear, have a cup of coffee, which is I'm not hating on people who reach out and say that. Cause I get that a lot. It's just not really going to happen. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just if I say yes to every person that's asking that, I'm saying no to the things that are most important to me, which is my new daughter, my sons, my wife, my, my personal life, my hobbies, my family, my friends, my business. And that doesn't mean that I don't give and, um, and try to give back and impart knowledge where I can, but you have to be careful in the way you give it. So if you're up and coming, figure out how to bring value and wedge that into people's lives in a, and like truly bring value instead of just being like, Hey, you know, I'll work for free. If you go to someone and say, Hey, I'll work for free. You just gave me work trying to figure out how to put you to work. Like, I don't know what to, like, I've had so many people do that. Like, Hey, I'll show up and just work. And I'm like, fuck bro. I don't know what I would even have you do. Like, I appreciate that. And I love the fact that you're willing to like lay it out on the line like that. But now you're creating work for me.
0: For sure. Oh yeah. You you know what I mean? I hear you. Um, that actually kind of goes hand in hand with one of my other questions for you. So, um, back, I don't even know, it was like probably three and a half, maybe four years ago, we were talking on social media back when I first met you over at Keller Williams. Um, we went out to breakfast at, uh, gosh, it was downtown Gilbert I think It was like snooze or something. What got, like what got your attention that I was doing? Like what, what did I bring to the table? Cause I think again, going for real life situations, I think anyone listening would love to hear, how I was able to get in with a bunch of these top investors out here and how I'm close buddies with a bunch of them do deals every month with a lot of them.
1: Um, well, one, I think it, it's just you, you have something special about you. Right. And like, I don't think people can teach that. Um, just some people got it and some people don't. And that's just the reality of it. But that doesn't mean that not any, like anybody can go be and do anything they want. Some people are just going to be a little bit more natural to it. Like, um, Ken Griffey Jr. is just naturally going to hit more home runs than me, right? Because he's probably, but then he developed his skill to such a sure. point that he's one of the greatest ever. That's probably a bad analogy, but I'm just saying that you naturally have something about you that people are drawn to. So that's kudos to you. It's a gift, right? I have it too. Let's just call it what yeah. it is.
0: So sorry to the listeners. I mean, that's it. That's all we got. We have it. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: but in addition to that, it's the way you carry yourself. It's the way you um you you know not you're not an asshole. You know, people, there's assholes out there where they ask you a million questions and don't fucking do shit. It's like, dude, I don't have time. Like, you gotta go put in the work. Like, I'll tell you what, to be around me anymore, and it and it sucks because I just used to be not that I'm not playful anymore or still just goofy, but like, dude, I'm ambitious and I am motivated. So if you're going to be lazy or a time waster or, or an asshole or whatever, like just, that's not in alignment. It's going to be uncomfortable to be around me. Like I'm just not attracted to you. I don't want to be around that. Where if you have like this kind of like tenacity and curiosity and like, yo, I'm fucking ready to grind. If I can feel that, If I can see that, if your actions show that, not just your words, well, you know, you end up having breakfast with me. Right. And I think that was a game changing breakfast for you. And it
0: most uh, definitely, that was back when we had that breakfast, I was only doing traditional. So I think I was pretty similar to where, how your timeline all played out. I was in the stage where I only was doing traditional. I was starting to make some noise out in the industry and we were doing about like five deals a month with the team. But um, once you, I like got this image of wholesaling and investing, it was just a slap in the face that woke me up right after that breakfast. I think it was like two or three months later I was over at EXP with you. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um I don't know. I, I think it's just it it's the way you present yourself to people. And I think that's why people have to be mindful of the way they carry themselves. I use triggers in my life. Like I use doorways as triggers. Like every time I see a doorway, it's a mental trigger for me. It's a reminder to say, hey. I'm going to have energy. I'm here to serve and I'm going to help people. Like that's how I walk into rooms. So um, if that's how you carry yourself, I bet people want to go to breakfast with you. But if you carry yourself with an energy where you're carrying all this baggage and you have drama in your life and you have bullshit, which we all do, but if you're carrying it, other people are going to literally run away from you and be like, yo, I don't want any part of that. I'm not going to breakfast with that dude. I can tell he's, I can tell he's struggling in the business. I can tell he's fucking like, doesn't know how to get deals. And is going to just ask me for the secret sauce. Like that's how a lot of people carry themselves. And it's like, dude, I I can't solve your problems. I can lend guidance. I can give you a playbook, but you got to go run the plays. You got to take the
0: hits. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So then fast forward, I mean, here we are, I'm wholesaling, I'm flipping houses. I mean, basically I'm running a very similar business model to you. Um, We're both over at Stunning Homes Realty with Steve is your team planning on growing? Or are you guys planning? Because you said like flips, you're, you're going to be cutting it back a little bit. What's, what's next?
1: Um, for me, it's efficiency. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm close to being able to hire just like one of my dream people to be like the CEO of, uh, of everything I do. Okay. So now when, when you partner with Templeton, not only do you get my vision and energy and capital and relationships and creative structure, all that, but you actually get like an MBA type person who can be an integrator and truly move the needle. Because if I'm going to go create multi-million dollar companies and funds and holding companies and all these things I I aspire to do, the details are really going to matter. Most definitely. And, um, And I'm not great at them. So, you know, I have a personal assistant, I have a transaction manager, I have, I have people in place, but I'm talking about executive level decisions that, are being executed down to a T and analyzed. So um, that's, that's the big goal right now is to get him over. And um, you know, that's multiple six figures of a year that this person needs to make. So that's no small commitment on my end. Yep. But I do think that that um, is a catalyst to take me from a great investor or a a really good investor to an exceptional investor where, people 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, I'll be like, how the fuck did he do that? And it's like, Hey, it's just a day to time, strategic moves with thought and, um, being brave and being passionate, but also having your numbers and your details in line. I, I've made a lot of progress, just fucking moving fast and just leaning in. Um, but that only works for so long. Like you, I'm gonna keep that about me. But it's nice to have someone double checking your figures on the back end. You know what I mean?
0: Most definitely. I think so, it's, I think it's important to have a team around you, regardless. I I've learned that pretty quickly in the industry that you can only go so far by yourself. You need to have things delegated, people around you. I mean, you could run a, a one man band by flipping a couple houses a month or wholesaling. Uh, but if you want to like actually scale it, I think it's important to delegate and have people around you.
1: You have to. So I, for me, I think T group kind of keeps doing what it's doing. I've had honest conversations with all my agents. Like, Hey guys, this is not going to be the team where you're getting like, um, you know, like a ton of real estate coaching. It's pretty much for agents who they, they want a good split. They want transaction management. They can want photo sign lockbox. They want to be able to pick up the phone and discuss investment properties with me. They want to be able to pick up the phone with John and discuss a contract and how do I negotiate this? They want to have my flip inventory to sit, like it's still a ton of value, Um, but it's not like I don't have a boomtown or a sink, and I'm not giving you leads, and I'm not like gonna be lighting a fire under your ass every Monday to be like, let's go be the greatest realtors ever. It's like, look, if you're gonna be here, put in the work, and I have these tools to help. And if you're not, no problem. Give me a hug. I'll make any referral calls you want for another team, and and you can go. Like I just. Um, that's kind of where the team is at Okay. and South Rim is just efficiencies. I think all my companies right now are just efficiencies. Like, you know, when you see the kind of money we can make, it's like, wow, if I just, if on these 10 deals, I didn't make these mistakes, I could have net another 80 grand this year. Wow. I I should really get better at that. Shouldn't I? Okay, great. And then over on this company, if I could increase this and decrease this and create another 70 grand and spread. Okay, Cool. And then on this company over here, if I could do these six things—not even six things, just these two things—and I could create another thirty grand a year and spread, wow! I just created one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year in net revenue by just by becoming a better, you know, practitioner wow. of what I do. And now that one hundred eighty grand, I now have open to go hire my CEO, who I really want to hire. You know what I mean? So For sure. that's the big—that those are—I'm fucking good at what I do right now, really good at it, but if I'm running at 85% or 90 or 93%, it's hard to become 95, 97, 99, 100% efficient, right? Like those incremental changes from good to great are tough. And I think that's the game I'm playing in now. Like I know every year I can go make X amount of dollars, sell this many homes, like that's happening. So now it's like, do I want to go be exceptional?
0: I love that. So, um, the newest business that you got then it's the title company, correct? Yep. How's that going? I know, uh, we, uh, we just opened up a couple of escrows with you guys, but, um, my, my I, <laughs> uh, I'm curious just how does that, how does that look? The title company life? I mean, what inspired that? I know a couple other, um, of the big name guys out here, they've invested into some title companies, even our broker, Steve, um, but yeah, what inspired that? How's that going? Are you guys like expanding that? No,
1: well, we're two months in man. And, uh, it's grown really nicely. Like, um, yeah. and I'm only two months in, so I don't have a ton of reference to speak on. Um, I can say it's not as passive as I thought. It's a lot of fucking work. So anyone who wants to go try to start it, go do it, have fun, but you're going to write a big check on the front end and there's going to be a lot of work that goes along with it. I do believe it'll be fruitful. I think the biggest change for me is like, Um, getting other agents to use my title company, like in the past, like I don't give a fuck who you send your title to. You know what I mean? Like send it to whoever, like I'm just your friend where now I'm like, Hey bro, I'd love to see your title. You know, I'd love to get your title. I'm like, I hate selling like to other agents, like anything. Yeah. So just trying to give like a fair exchange in value. And that's, what's great with the title company um, is it gives us, and I think the model's changing in title where the classic, like, Hey, we'll print your flyers and we'll do all that has changed this just gives us a legal way to actually own a company that earns revenue from what we create um, and get real dollars back in a legal way. You know, it's not a kickback. It's nothing weird. It's just a legal way to get revenue back because us realtors are the engine that creates these deals. So then when it's like, Hey, thanks for printing my flyers. But like y'all just made like $2,000 on a, a deal on six deals this month. Like, man, like, and that's, right. that's, a, that's a profitable business. But once you get a certain bandwidth or, you know, I have the ability now and the reach to, to move quite a few deals. Cause you have to move a lot for it to make sense. Um, I can kind of carry that load at this point. And um, it just made sense, made financial sense to, to earn more revenue off of what I already do. And then just trying to keep it lean, like with friends like you, like if, you know, you keep putting files in like that, it's like, Hey, let's talk about shares in my company and, um, now it's just a nice recurring revenue for you. And then I know you do, by the time you're 27, you'll probably fucking have your own, but, um, it, it's just a nice way for me to pivot capital back to people I care about. And then they can support my business in the, in the same token sure. and get great service and work with amazing title reps and like actually support your business. So it's a win-win in my book. It's just, it's just doing business with the right people. So it's been fun. It's been fun. I haven't made any I'm supposed to make my first money from it this week. I'll see what disbursement is. So I'll let you know then if it's, uh, as great as I hope.
0: For sure. For sure. So you were touching on a little bit like relationships and stuff in that you want to dive into, I think one of the reasons why, um, you've had as much success as you have is been relationships. What do you think is important about relationships? Do you think that, um, relationships are most of this business?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a great question and I think they're everything. Um, you know, so many, a ton of my wholesale and flipping business is predicated on people sending me their deals. And I can't tell you how many people send me their deals that they don't have locked up. They don't even have a contract on, but they trust and know that if I take a look at it, I'm going to give them honest feedback. I'm going to tell them what I can do. I'm going to help them get it done. And if I go make any money on it, I'm going to split that money with them. I've literally sent people checks for like 23 grand that they forgot about. Like I, they sent me like a Fisbo sign or something. And I'm like, Hey, I ended up closing this. I have money for you. And they're like, are you serious? I didn't ever have to tell them about that. Right? Like they could have never known my, and that's, I think when you talk about relationships, people have to know that your character is never for sale. Your character is never uh, a dollar is never worth more than your character. So I try to carry myself in that way. Um, I try to be very honest with people. I don't blow smoke up people's ass. I don't, Um, you know, I'm not mean by any means. I think if people meet me, they probably think I'm a sweetheart, but I also don't, uh, I don't like fake it, I guess. I don't, you know, if I'm not feeling it, like I, I'm just not going to really have time for you. Um, and what that's allowed me to do is on the relationships I do have, I actually have time for them. They're, they are very important. They are very meaningful. When you reach out to me and say, Hey, Temple, you be my first guest on my podcast? The answer is yes. Right. Like I just had a fucking daughter this week. I'm not working at all this week, but here I am doing your podcast, right? Because it was important to me. That is what relationships mean. Um, and it's, and you, you can never take for granted what they do. Like I think about my traditional business, dude. I still sell personally 40 to 50 homes a year, all off relationship, just referrals. Um, so now that's a business that can pay me multiple six figures a year off of the taking care of people. So sure.
0: And then there, then there, you mentioned a little bit um, I want you to touch on it because this is like your, your little bread and butter, but social media, you like to put out this, this infamous line. It's a send me your deals. So Send send me your deals. How has that affected your business? Because I couldn't believe when I first got into the wholesale game, how much money you could make, but also how much money it could take to find these deals. And then again, yeah. after you already blew me away the saying, oh, like I do wholesaling and fix and flip, make X amount of dollars on the side, I'm like blown away. I'm like, okay, well then I find out that you're doing it all without spending a dime on marketing. So yeah. this whole line, send me your deals seems to be paying off. What's the secret with that? Is that still relationships, social media? How did you come up with that idea? Is it just send me your deals?
1: No, I honestly, I think this is a shout out to my boy, Kevin LaTurner, KK. He kind of taught me about wholesaling and we were kind of doing it together in the beginning and we were saying it. So I don't know if he created it or me. It okay. could have very okay. well been him, but um, we've always just been like, Hey, send me your deals. We want to look at it.
0: Oh yeah. And I then, mean, I could totally <laughs> say that I've used that line and it's brought in a handful of deals. So
1: Dude, no. And I always tell people like, say it, but here's the key. I think the biggest thing is the relationship, but then also solidifying myself as a, as a true end buyer and flipper. So I'll move deals on. Right. But I'm not just a, I'm not just a dispo house. I'm not just like a, I don't just move deals on, which I will do from time to time. But, um, like if I give you a number, I'm committed to it and I'll buy it. So last year I probably bought fucking 15 houses. I didn't really want to buy, but I told someone I'd buy them. So I'm buying them. Right. So, Really, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm everyone's cash buyer. Like every realtor out there is I'm your cash buyer. Reach out to me. You have a house that needs a cash offer. I'll tell you what I can pay, how I can pay it. And then any money that's earned, I'll, I'll figure out how to make sure that you make half of it, or you can represent me or whatever that looks like. I am your cash buyer, but just send me your deals. I want to comp them. I want to look at them and I want to give you offers. So shit, I mean, just this month, I'll do 60, 70 grand in, in revenue just off semi deals. And then off tech, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I have to pinch myself, bro. Like it's, I, I'm good at it. So I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I'm doing something that's just so easy, but like, um, cause there's some finesse to it, but uh, I'm very thankful that I get to earn money the way I do.
0: For sure. And I, I love that. I actually think it's, it's more, uh, like, I don't know. It puts you in a better position when you're able to get the you get more profit, you net more when you're able to just say, send me your deals, somebody brings you it in. And then next thing you know, you could turn around and maybe take a little bit more money and invest that into finding other deals. So yeah. are you, are you doing that now? Or are you spending some money on marketing or is it all just still referral based?
1: No. So, um, and this was a time me and you were talking about potentially yep. partnering yep. and then I was also discussing it with Miguel and Rodolfo. Um, because I was so burnt on wholesale, dude, like my wholesale has been me saying, send me your deals yep. and deals came to me. I comped them, I sold them, but I kept all the profit. It was a beautiful business, dude. I mean, there'd be months you could make a hundred grand, like with no cost. So, but even 20, 40, 60, 80, whatever, It was a beautiful business, but I was so burnt, dude. I did not want to look at another deal. Um, And I had to figure something out. So that's when I started to entertain the conversations with you, with those guys, um, because I needed to scale something different. Like I didn't want to comp anymore. I didn't want to sell the deals anymore. I want to structure them. I want to support them. I I want to be involved, but I didn't want to carry everything. Um, And I needed true integrators. Like, and I think that's why, and me and you have never got, we got to have a really good conversation of when we decided not to merge yeah, yeah, on yeah. that, but we're both visionaries, right? Like you're going percent. to be, you're going to be uh me and greater in due time. Right. Sure. And not that Miguel and Rodolfo wouldn't be those things either. Cause they're incredible and, and super talented, but they're what they had and what I had fit together, like more integration and visionary Most where definitely. you and I were like visionary, visionary. Yep so my mind, I'm like, all right, we don't have a a true integrator here. So anyway, that's a long winded way of saying I decided to test the waters with them back in July. And since then we officially merged, we put TLP ventures together and, um, it's been incredible, man. We've, um, we've merged my send me your deals with their ability to text with also my ability to structure deals, take down deals. Yep. And, um, it has been highly profitable. I will uh, say it's a
0: beautiful thing. I love it. Yeah. So, so let's, uh, let, let's go into a, let's go into a fun story here. So based off of social media and everything and relationships, let's hear one of, cause I'm sure you've got a bunch of crazy stories. What's the craziest story you've had come from social media, networking, people, anything along the lines of that?
1: Shit. Like
0: just, wow. You, know, you, know, you know where I'm going with this one. So,
1: No, I don't. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Are we talking about the bears? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well we could talk about it. I mean, fuck. So I'm friends with Prince, um, right. And he, he, uh, plays for the Chicago bears, NFL football players, world champion with the giants grew up here in the Valley and me and him aren't like best friends, but we're friends. You know what I mean? And like we talk real estate all the time and we've been in a relationship and then I think you saw that me and Prince
0: were. So I think I I think it was when we were exp. I think it was exp or right when we moved over to stunning. But um, you had it up on the board, and I was like, "That's not him! Like, come on!" And you're like, "No, no shit, dude! Like that that's him!" And I was like, "No, like I can't believe it!" And went and you're on. You're a huge Bears fan, dude. I mean, like, yeah, a l- little bit, a little bit but hit him up on social media. And next thing you know, I mean, it was just weird timing. I wasn't really in like the best place and just where I was in life. And it was like a few weeks after, I don't know, I just sent him a message. I was in Chicago and next thing you know, I'm on the field with the bears, got me field passes. Uh, yeah. next day I ran into another player in downtown and then it was the day after that it was the, um, training camp and he got me out there and introduced me to a bunch of the players told me to go have fun and, I'm out with all these like Khalil Mack, Trubisky, I mean, straight up guys. That I'm watching Sunday, Sunday's afternoon, you know? Um, I don't know, dude, it was just insane, but that That's was, like, I, that was all I, you're doing.
1: I love, you know, and I didn't even know that like, he just called me and he's like, Hey, do you know this guy? And I was like, yeah, he's my friend. And he's like, all right, well, any friend of yours is a friend of mine. And then that was really all he said. And then next thing you know, he just laced you. So I think that speaks to his character more than anything. He's just an amazing human.
0: Most definitely. But Most definitely.
1: I love social media. Cause like the other day, another one of my buddies, he called me and was just like, dude, thank you. And I'm like, what happened? And he was like, cause I'll, he, uh, he paves roads like he, and he always cracks me up. He's from up North. Yep. And, uh, He's native american and he always does like this funny voice and like paves the tar and I they it always just cracks me up so I repost it. Another follower on my Instagram who I've never met but he's sent me amazing messages and he's followed my stuff and been inspired by it. Um great guy. Yep. Never met him but great, you know, from what I can tell. Social media, yep. Next thing I know, my buddy who I'm always reposting his funny laying the tar videos calls me and was like, bro, this other guy who follows you on social media just called me. His company is looking for a new supervisor and I just got like a $15 raise and I'm taking a job going to be making like $35 an hour. Some like really like, yeah, good wow. I don't know that industry, but it was like, good. I was like, fuck dude. Like, that's awesome. Like congrats. And he's like, no bro. Thank you. I'm like, well, I didn't do nothing besides.
0: That's why I love social though. is was like, those the opportunities are like endless and it's crazy how a simple dm could get somebody into a different situation opportunity memory whatever it is at, i mean dude it's 2020 like the opportunity just from social is game changer i struggle
1: with it because it feeds me so well and i'm so thankful for it and i do love being creative i love being a ham i love being in front of the camera but it's um it's a, it's a balancing act between real life and, and, you know, getting caught in that vortex of, you know, just swiping and for and, sure comparison yeah. yeah and craving fuck. I got, I got rid of the comparison a long time ago. You know me, like I don't give a fuck, but, um, I mean, that's taken a lot of work to get there. But I, um, you know, is it, you get d- these likes and these, uh, you know, engagement and, it's, it's weird. It's almost like this popularity contest that it's like that no one signed up for, but everyone's in. Um, I struggle with this sometimes where I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I have real tangible, amazing things right here. But also send me your deals, dude, like fucking pays me. So it's like
0: stuck between a rock and a hard place on that one, right?
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm thankful for it. It's just a wonderful tool. But just like any tool, you use the tool, you don't let the tool use you. Um, and I think people just have to be mindful of
0: that. I like that. I like that. So, I mean, that obviously was a little bit mindset still driven. Um, I do want to talk about something that you've been posting a lot about. It's uh, your ice plunges. Cold plunge, baby, dude. Like I I would love to learn more about it for the listeners in my sake. I mean, what can you say like elevator pitch about it? Has it changed your life? What are some of the benefits?
1: 100% the best thing I've ever done for my Energy, health, and mindset. All
0: right, and for those that don't know what it is, do you want to break it down?
1: Yeah, so I cold plunge. I get in right before this podcast. I was in thirty-four degree water, and um, there's like official cold plunges out there, but I just kind of reconfigured a deep freezer. Um, I make sure it's turned off before I get in there, and I just get in and I sit in cold water. What it does for me, man, is it's like a cup of coffee for like your soul. Like in the morning's first thing. Midday, I always usually have a little bit of a lull. Uh, Before bed, I like to be nice and cool. I don't like to be hot when I sleep. Um, And typically two to three more other times throughout the day, I just do a quick flash. Like I don't have to do like a minute or three minutes or anything, just in and out. And um, you leave the water with a sense of almost like euphoria. Um, And just energy is like the best way, like mental clarity. Like It's like when you splash cold water on your face in the morning and you're like, ooh, well, imagine that in 34 degree water across your whole body. Like, and I always say like the, the medicine is in the pain, like the colder, the better, right? Like the medicine is just on the other side of that. Like the benefit of this is just on the other side of that discomfort. I think that's most things in life, most difficult things, uh, pursued with passion and energy and to stick to them. And when you get across the other side, you go, wow, that was worth it. That felt great. So that's what cold water does for me.
0: And um, I see you got your, uh, you got your sons doing it too.
1: Dude, they cold plunge with me. I just teach them mindset and just, I teach them to be strong willed and, and tough individuals. They will never be a victim in this world, right? Like we will, we are going to be on the offensive. We are going to go take the day and the day is not going to take us. Um, I'm going to grab my life by the fucking balls and be like, yo, this is my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, And jumping in freezing water in the morning, as silly as it sounds, is my way of doing that first thing and being like, all right, boom, just tackled that. What's next? Right. And I got energy for it and I got mindset for it. I'm ready. Like, let's go. I'm primed. Um, I think people think that uh, motivation and energy and like this positive vibe is just naturally with people all the time. And I think people have a natural like tendency towards it one way or the other. But the truth is, is it's a, it's a, it's a discipline that is cultivated and you have to get primed up every morning. I don't wake up every morning feeling like, yeah, let's get after it. I'm so excited for this podcast. I'm ready for the day. It's like, no, I have to get there. So I listen to positive podcasts or I listen to a motivational speech. I get in cold water. I do 90 pushups. I go for a two mile run after all that. Guess what? Now I'm kind of in a little bit of a groove. I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the day. But it takes discipline to go crank all that out. And then you start to find your groove. You can't just expect your groove to find you. So that's what cold water does, bro. It's like, and then there's other fucking health benefits, dude. What it does for your mitochondria, what it does for your uh, weight loss, what it does for a lot of shit, inflammation. But just straight up, all you need to hear is like, imagine a lightning bolt up your ass five times a day, just like, I'm fucking ready. And that's what it does for me.
0: I love it. I love it. I will have to uh, quote that, that one. (laughs) All right. <laughs> lightning bolts up your ass up your ass five times a day. All right. I mean it's fucking I don't dude, know how you know you're se- I don't know are gonna sell that as a good thing, but no nah, dude. I, I'm big on cold showers. I've never done the cold plunge. Um I Ryan, I'm,
1: you're making a ton of money. Fucking order the deep freezer, get it shipped, <laughs> get the sealant, get sealant. the lightning up my ass.
0: Yes, yeah, five, five times, times a day. day. Got it. You got it.
1: Like, God dang it. Get it in the back. And then I trimmed mine out with like cedar. Like mine's beautiful. Like I did so wood.
0: Do people have like, is there professionals that like have. Yeah. You can like go to like Merazco
1: forge on their, um, Instagram and they have like official cold plunges, but they're like three to $5,000. Wow. I fucking put mine together like a big ass tub for like 1200 bucks with, and I trimmed it out with wood. Like this thing looks like it belongs in a, like an Icelandic spa. And then my ass is butt naked in there five times a day. Just like motivation mindset, bro. I get in and like, um, I'm a big believer in like the way you speak to yourself is how you see yourself. So I'm just like, bro, you're a beast. Get in this water. Get out. Oh yeah, baby. Like I'm just wild. I just, that's how I.
0: Dude, I I love it. And I love that you do it with, uh, with your kids too, because I I'm really big on, um, obviously I don't have any kids, but I, I think that, having enough conversations. I mean, as you do deals, you come into people's lives and you realize like kids, all they do is they take after what they see. So I think it really does make a difference. I can even tell you from a third party that all the stuff that you do on social media is showing, like, I, I remember the class you did with, uh, um, your, your sons about showing yeah. them fit, yep, about, um, business. And then Brian came on and he was talking about like how to do apparel, it's all that kind of stuff that I think is going to make the biggest difference in their life. Being able to look back and see that their dad was there. Their dad was a role model and their lives. I mean, dude, I'm excited to see, I mean, I've got, time, I've got time. So, I mean, I'll see. I
1: pre- no, I appreciate you. And, um, our kids are masters of mimicry, right? Like, absolutely. You can tell them anything. They're going to do what you do. So if you smoke cigarettes and drink six beers every night and, you know, cuss at your lady and, you know, don't live as your best self, there's a good chance. I'm not saying everyone, but there's a very good chance that that cycle is going to repeat for sure. Or if you get up early, you get on purpose, you cold plunge, you go for runs, you're very respectful to everyone around you. Well, chances are your kids are going to be all those things too, right? Like they, they become their environment. So as a dad, I've just taken it upon myself to go. And then we talk about like our self-development, like go be the best version of you. And then you can go be the best realtor, the best husband, the best father. But first and foremost, you got to be the best version of you. So man, I live for my kids. Like every day, my first thought is like, how do I, how do I, and you see on my Instagram all the time, my other tagline lead from the front, baby. I lead from the front. I don't, and I talked to Noah about this the other day because he's probably the best boy on his soccer team, but he's kind of quiet. I go, son, when you lead and you speak to people, if you do it correctly and you're not demeaning and you're not degrading, but like you, you set a standard and if you deliver that message, you can deliver that message if you're leading from the front. If you're in the back, half it and being lazy and then telling other people to run hard, you cannot deliver that message. No one's going to receive it. But when you're first in sprints every day and you're the hardest worker on the team and you have the best attitude and you freaking, you put your, your heart on the line and you're ready to die for it every game. And then when you ask your teammate, come on, man, get to that ball, run harder. Let's go. Let's get after it today. Let's work harder today, guys. No one's going to be upset when you do that because you have the, you have set the ability because you lead from the front. And
0: uh, that's what I teach my boys. I love it. I love it. I love it. That kind of ties into my last question I have that I'm planning on asking everybody, but, um, it could be a very simple answer. It could be deep, however you want it to be. But what is happiness to you? Cause it sounds like it's family and all that. And I, that, that's, that's me. That's hundred percent. My, my vision.
1: No, man, I think happiness to me is, um, being where my feet are being present, um, for a long time. And, and still I have to, I have to fight against this. I'm always thinking about what's next. I'm always thinking about how much money I can make and how much money I will make and what deals will I do and what things will I do and what great achievements will I have? And well, none of that matters today. None of that matters right now, right? Like I can control what's directly in front of me and my little boys are 10, four or nine, five. And now my little girl in Kingston, he's at his mom's most of the time, but he's 14. They want me now. They want me in this moment. They don't care that daddy has seven deals that are on fire and this and that. They're like, come on, pops, throw these baseballs at me right now. Mm -hmm. I just want to play. So I think that's happiness is when you can be present and not have anxiety pulling you towards these other things. When you can truly cut the strings and say, all this can wait because my most important people in my life, they get me, they get me right now with no strings attached. And I'm not perfect at this by any means, but I think that's happiness. I think, and then also having the ability to do what you want, when you want, go where you want. Like I wanted to do a 30 day trip this year because quarantine fucking sucked and we were like bursting into seams. I just said, "Hun, no budget book where you want. Let's go you know, let's, let's leave for a month. And you know, we spent 15, 20 grand and like,
0: um, not very, that's awesome though. I I like that you guys are able to do that kind of stuff. And dude, if you're able to, I mean, all the power to you.
1: Well, also I'm able to do that sort of stuff because I don't live above my means. Like I don't, uh, I'm not a different level of broke. Like most people make more money and then they have more expense. And I've done that to a certain extent, but for what I earn and what I live on, it's like a fraction, Right. So I don't have, and there's nothing against all the people that are, have aspirations for things, right? I've had those aspirations and I still do to a certain extent. I just want them to be paid for by passive income, but that's another story. Um, I just, I, I have like, I don't have to work really, right? Like, I mean, a certain point I kind of do because my businesses need to run, but like I'm free, bro.
0: I'm free. So that's freedom. Present and freedom. I dude, I mean that that's life. That that's what more can you want out of life?
1: You know, Ryan, I think the number one compliment I get, or the most common compliment I get is from most people that are coming up in the game or even established in the game is like temp, and granted, they're only looking through a window of social media or or seeing me as a friend in life, but they're like, I don't want like this glitz and glam. I want what you have. Like you seem to have balance family, um, make, make good money, but it doesn't control you. So that's like the greatest compliment I can ever get is when I'm like, when people feel like I'm in line, cause that's my goal, right? Is I want to truly be in line and I don't want to be anything I'm not. I don't want to pander to anybody or be anything for anyone that I'm not and just be myself, live my life, live in my truth, be authentic
0: Oh, you you definitely are that. And you are, uh, you're super genuine, dude. I mean, I, you know how I feel about you. I always tell you when I grow up, I want to be you. So
1: dude, shit like that makes me, uh, incredibly humble and and grateful because dude, you're going to far exceed what I, what I do in this life. I already know that. So, um, if you're saying that I must be doing something right.
0: I appreciate it. Appreciate it, dude. Appreciate you. And that's all I've got. I don't have any other questions. I mean, Love you, bro. You're
1: awesome. Dude, congrats on the pod. I love you too, dude. And uh, this is going to be a great podcast. And I mean, dude, but you came out the gates too hot with me. It's going to be hard to follow up. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) You know, it's funny. We were talking about that in the (laughs) office today. We were like, you know, Steve made the same mistake because he started off with you and it was before the podcast blew up. So then he had to bring you back on. So that's what I'm telling Steve. I'm like, to
1: bring you back when you got more.
0: Right. I told Steve the same thing. I was like, that's why he's been waiting for me. He just he had to wait for the audience to get up so that when he says Ryan Zolan's coming. So he could get to your level. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So
1: Dude, <laughs> you're doing incredible things. Um and thanks for having me on today. I, I appreciate really
0: appreciate it. you, dude. Thanks.